This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. 800-507-1148. Your pain relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy to use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. All right. Well, the music cut off quickly uh, in memory of Barry FC, whose life today was cut off very quickly by the English Football League. Uh, welcome to the show, Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Gieber and Kartik Krishnai with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XMFC 211, Dan Patrick Sports. Great to be with you today as we are every weeknight from 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Today we're going to talk about the death of a classic old football club, uh, one of the oldest football grounds uh, in the world, really, from what I understand. Uh, we're going to talk about the demise of Bury FC from the Football League. We're also going to talk about problems at uh, Bolton Wanderers. Uh, if you watched the Premier League just a few years ago, you would have seen them playing there. Another club that potentially is going to suffer the same fate. And Kartik, I think it's only appropriate that while we talk about the problems in the Football League and these great and classic old clubs, uh, dying or being pushed off the cliff. We also need to give a little bit of kudos to our domestic league here and talk about some of the reasons that you won't see that sort of situation anymore here in Major League Soccer. We've got a big show, Kartik. Yeah, we do. Uh, just a horrible day in, in football. Uh, Bury, I have I have a personal attachment to Greater Manchester, so Bury and Bolton, as well as uh, Stockport County, who have suffered a similar fate, uh, they haven't gone out of business, but they, they fell out of the football league for the first time in 100 years, a few years ago, and have been relegated five times in the last six seasons or last eight seasons or so. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, my heart just goes out to it, to, to everybody. I actually know someone who's very well connected to Bari uh, here in the States and uh, has, was involved in a lot of the takeover discussions when Dale took over the club earlier in the year. Uh, and Bolton is a whole other story that's uh, been a long time in coming, but just equally bad. Just this, a, a bad day for football. All right, and, well, we're gonna... uh, for those of you, yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna say, we, well, we're going to talk about the, you know, we, we talk a lot about how great football is. Uh, we're now going to talk about uh, some, the dark side of the game. I'll uh, we'll also talk about, you know, clubs like Norwich and Crystal Palace getting bounced out of the uh, League Cup, although that's uh, less dire than the situation facing Barry and Bolton Wanderers. All right. That's what's on the table today. That's the topics. Love to hear from you. 800-878-7529. Twitter is at Fist Street Sports. Nick Eber and Kartik Krishna. We're going to step aside, take a break. By the way, I'd like to say hello to Kerry, who I know is listening somewhere out there, and also to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. We're going to step aside, take a break, and be right back with more. Hey, Mike. How's the house coming along? <sighs> Needs a ton of work. The pipes are leaking. Needs a new roof. The AC just broke. 
I just don't have time to do it all myself. You know anyone? Oh, just ask HomeAdvisor. They match you with the best local pros for any home project. Cool. Yeah, you can read reviews and book appointments online. What's it cost? Actually, HomeAdvisor is always free to use. Nice. I'll check it out. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. HomeAdvisor. I see many endings laid before us. Some good, most bad. A Netflix original series. The Skeksis are hiding something. Ten. No one. The journey begins. Where's your sense of adventure? As darkness rises. Together we can stop the Skeksis. We will stand with you. The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. All episodes now streaming only on Netflix. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's money now the number 100.com now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets book a flight today to london paris madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed call the international travel department right now at low cost airlines 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 That's 800-754-4531. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful, it holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. All right, welcome back. This Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you. Uh, a sad day today as... Berry FC, uh, a team, if you don't know much about Berry FC here in the United States, I'm going to tell you, uh, the Shakers have been around for 134 years. They play at Gig Lane, which is one of the oldest uh, grounds in uh, the football, in professional football uh, period. They've been playing at the same location uh, since, I don't know, when did they move to Gig Lane? I know it wasn't 1885. Oh, it has been. It's 1885. Yeah. I mean, this is the oldest, one of the oldest venues in football. Uh, it, it's a club that has had its problems over the years. It did manage to win two FA Cups back in the 1900s. Uh, it is a club steeped in history. It is a club for the supporters. It is 
up in the area, if you're here in the United States, where, you know, uh, Bolton and Manchester City and Manchester United and uh, a whole bunch of other clubs are up there. Wigan. Yeah, thank you, Wigan. Uh, And so it it is a club that is truly the people's club. It's not a big-name club. It's not a big-money club. It's a club that is really there for the the neighborhood, the supporters, some of who go who go back generations and generations. Sadly, due to financial mismanagement, which really started off with the whole uh, TV rights deal with ITV imploding for lower league football in the UK, uh, the club has never really fully recovered from that. And finally, the last straw happened this week as uh, there was no buyer for the club that was apparently acceptable to the the current owner and so the football league expelled the club kartik a sad day indeed yeah sad day indeed i I mentioned i was on talk sport a few weeks ago as burry was on the brink uh, to talk about this and uh, one of the things i brought up was that uh, burry had a a a community fan base it was the people's club uh, but then fc united and manchester formed and, and i think most people agree with the principles of FC United and Manchester, although you could say it was a little reactionary towards the Glazer takeover. You, you think? But they moved into Gig Lane. They leased Gig Lane from Bury. But what ended up happening is they ended up outdrawing while they were in like the seventh, eighth, ninth tier of English football. And Bury was in the, the third or fourth tier back and forth. Um, they ended up, um, they ended up outdrawing them and taking a number of their fans, quite frankly. And, most recently, last season, and I mentioned the outside of the show, and I have a, 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 a close friend, mutual, uh, you know, who's also a source for me uh, on things uh, that is close to Bari FC and goes over to the United Kingdom regularly uh, for Bari business, uh, who told me you know, basically at the end of last season when he went over that they, um, they couldn't afford to, to, pay, to, to pay the team that they had. They got promoted last year from League One. Right, and they couldn't afford the club. The club was uh, the club was sold in the middle of the year to Steve Dale, middle of the season. They couldn't afford the wages of the players they had on their books. This is part of the reason why I think the football league didn't, and the other clubs in the football league did not have much leniency uh, toward them. You look at a club like Forest Green Rovers that lost in that playoff final uh, to go up, or the other clubs that could have gotten automatic promotion from League Two to League One. I don't think they have any sympathy for Bari. The fact that Bari were on the brink of uh, financial collapse and yet continued to pay the, or they didn't pay the wages for the last two months of the season. That was part of the problem, but continued to have on the books a squad that was good enough to be promoted from that division. So had they downsized and trimmed some of their payroll last year and not been promoted, you might have seen more of an effort from other football league clubs to bail them out. Um, one other quick point I want to make, uh, Nick, uh, they were given the, the old Manchester City training ground rent-free at, uh, at at Carrington when Manchester City moved to the Etihad campus in 2015. Bury was in financial trouble at the time. Uh they were given it red free, basically, hey, this is a gift from Manchester City as we move to our new place because you are a local club that's in some financial difficulty. Just maintain the property. And apparently the property is in complete disrepair now. So uh, the club has been mismanaged at all levels. Very, very sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, you know, um, Phil Neville went on the record saying how shocked and saddened he was and how terrible it was that this you know, this club 
within the Greater Manchester area is, you know, being thrown His out. His mother the, worked for the club, by the, the way. Mother worked for the club. Game. Jill, yeah, she worked for the club. She just yeah. resigned. But you know, this is what this yeah. is what I don't understand. That reminds me of this this silly thoughts and prayers uh, you know, statement whenever there's a mass shooting. You know, it's like, oh, our thoughts and prayers are with everyone. Well, of course they are, but, you know, how about we do something uh, so that this doesn't keep happening? It's a little like uh, uh, Mr. Neville and his, oh, I'm terribly sad about it. My understanding is they're about £1.6 million short of where they need to be uh, to pay off all their debts, uh, get the CVA in, in place. And that's the voluntary bankruptcy because that's what's happening here. And let me just, let me just back up. <clears throat> The club had a bunch of bills that it owed, including a big tax bill that it had to that it had to pay, and a bunch of creditors to whom it owed money. They sat down and negotiated a voluntary repayment plan uh, for twenty five cents on the on the pound uh, with these creditors, and that was approved by the football league. However, who then deducted points because they look at a voluntary bankruptcy as if it's is a bankruptcy. So they took 13 points, I believe, off the team as punishment. But then apparently yeah. the club started to make intimations that it was not going to be able to meet even the negotiated discounted payoff to creditors. My understanding, Kartik, the number is about 1.6 million pounds. Now, look, I don't mean to be flip or rude or crass or, or, or pretend that I know much about anybody else's finances. But you would think um, Mr. Neville, uh, rather than having, you know, deep sympathy and sadness about it, could perhaps write a check and perhaps get a couple of his buddies to write checks that I doubt would make any sort of a dent in their bank account. Yeah, the thing that bothers me about this, and it's bothered me for a little while, as I've known the Barry situation, I've told you about my contact earlier, and, and knowing Jill Neville was the club secretary this whole time, was that uh, Gary and Phil Neville have pumped so much of their own money into Salford City. Uh, and uh, another football club that they took over when it was in the 8th Division, they have brought that club all the way into the football league. Uh, they've been promoted three times, four times, whatever, doing the math. And uh, there has been a lot of anger in the conference and in the semi-professional levels in, in uh, England that the class of 92, really fronted by the Neville brothers, they've been the two most involved, although I think Paul Scholes, until he took the Oldham job, that's another greater Manchester club that's struggling, by the way, and then he quit that job, uh, has also been on the front lines. But they pumped a ton of their own money into Salford City, which was a club with no history. Uh, but a club that was readily available for them. That money, it pumped into Bari, uh, a historic club where their mother worked. I think things could have been a lot different. I'm not, I'm not trying to condemn their uh, investment in Salford City the way others have. And, and I, like I said, there's been a lot of complaints around uh, lower league football in, in, in uh, England that the class of 92 has tried to buy their way through, uh, through, through the divisions with that club. And they've, They've had an enormous payroll for the levels they've been at. By the way, David Beckham is also a co-owner of that club, as is uh, Ryan Giggs and Nicky Butts. So those six former Class of 92 players I mentioned. But I just lament the fact that they didn't put the money into Bari. Uh, when their mother worked there, it's a historic club with a historic ground. Um, maybe that would have been better than Salford City. Well, we're going to discuss this a little further. But, you know, one of the things that strikes me, it, it was much like – you know, I hear so much about these football clubs being bought for a pound. I mean, famously, what? Ken Bates sold Chelsea for a Ken pound, Bates. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and and then managed to do a similar disaster number at Leeds United. Um, you know, so many. What do you of, do at Leeds was 
criminal if you want to get we can do a whole show on that well i mean he sold um, forward the seat revenue i mean he, he took he took the yeah. sort of excesses of the late 90s and early aughts and uh turned them to football we can talk about that too but you know the financial mismanagement has been really noticeable with many teams that seemingly fly below the radar and uh, I think perhaps that's worthy of discussion when we come back because we do have to go to break. This is Fifth Street Soccer on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Series XM 211. I'm Nick Eber. My co-host is Kartik Krishnaya. Uh, there's a lot to talk to. This is, a, this is a very complicated and sad topic, but, you know, it's sport. So let's give it a chin wag, shall we? 800-878-7529, 800-878-PLAY. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you if you have an opinion about Barry FC or find us on Twitter at Fishery Sports. We'll be right back. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. We paid less for our Craftmatic today than we did 20 years ago. If you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and free information on today's Craftmatic adjustable beds. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Rated number one by consumers nationwide on ConsumerAffairs.com. Craftmatic beds come in all mattress types, including cool gel memory foam for up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Enjoy temporary relief of low back pain, poor circulation, nighttime heartburn, mild arthritis. You'll sleep better in a Craftmatic adjustable Adjustable bed. So if you're still searching for the perfect solution to a good night's sleep, call now for prices and information. And then decide when you see how little they cost. Discover Craftmatic for less, up to 50% less than today's leading memory foam brand. Call 1-800-371-9608. That's 1-800-371-9608. Call 1-800-371-9608. Call now. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 
That's 800-603-0885. All right, welcome back. Fifth Street Soccer, Nick and Kartik with you here. Uh, we are each and every weeknight, 9 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM 211. Uh, today we're talking about Bury FC, and if you are not that familiar with uh, football in England, uh, they are a venerable old club, been around since 1885 uh, until today. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion about what happened at Bury and discuss how many other clubs are in danger of falling afoul of the same sort of financial mismanagement, 800-878-7529, if you'd like to sound off. We do actually have a caller. Why don't we go to the phones? Armando, welcome to the show. Uh, evening, gentlemen. How are you? Well, not a great day today, quite frankly, Armando, but other than that, okay. Yep, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been uh, supporting Bury FC for a few years after the demise of my local team, the uh, Fort Lauderdale Strikers, and uh, you know, I feel like deja vu all over again. You know, uh, it's it's, and I, again, I've only been a supporter for just a few years. There are there are lifelong supporters that stretch back uh, for their lifetimes, their fathers and their grandfathers' lifetimes. That uh, you know, club has just been, you know, ripped away, you know, f- uh, from them, uh, and it's absolutely tragic. Armando, what uh, what brought you? What made you in South Florida become a Berry fan in the Manchester area of uh, of England? Unfortunately, for about the, for as long as I've been around, for as long as I've lived, uh, have been a club that have uh, needed to break out the buckets, if you will, to collect uh, much-needed funds to make ends meet. And it was in one of those pleas back in, say, 2012, uh, where there was a share issue. Uh, there was a share, uh, share issue in the club, and you know, I had a few quid in my pocket. I figured, why not? Let me let me throw some uh, funds th- their way, and uh, and. Uh, Less than a year later, after the uh, tragic passing of a, a childhood friend of mine, I, I did something financially irresponsible, uh, purchased a, a flight uh, to the U.K. on a credit card, and, uh, uh, you know, I went with absolutely no thinking of what would happen, and uh, I, I, I gained a football family, and that's what I've, what, uh, you know, is, is really has me distraught today. Well, let me just say one thing. It's only financially irresponsible if it's someone else's credit card, okay? Uh, <laughs> well, unfortunately, it was fine. But, uh, but you know, oh, it was probably one of the best decisions I had ever made because uh, it's been a, a roller coaster ride for the last six years, and, uh, and I, I never thought it would come to this. Yeah, you know, so, you know we, we watch the Premier League um, and the La Liga and Serie A and the Champions League and uh, you know, I've been a lifelong supporter of Liverpool. I grew up in uh, in London, um, but you know, we how easy it is to forget that most football supporters around the UK are fans of teams that don't have a big international uh, brand, that don't have a massive presence. I mean, my sister has been a diehard Queens Park Rangers supporter for as long as I can remember. And she's older than I am, although she's probably going to kick me for saying that when I see her. Uh, but that means she's probably been a QPR supporter for just about as long as I have lived. Uh, again, n- not a glamorous team, although they have had their run in the Premier League and, uh, you know, they have had their cup successes. 
Uh, but there are many, many teams around the world of professional football, not just in the UK, but globally, uh, that have you know ardent and adamant and diehard support from within their local community. Barry is a terrific example of that. Um, Armando, very quickly, give our listeners a rundown of what led to this crisis. Well, the the previous chairman, who's kind of gone under the radar as far as criticism is concerned, uh, was a property developer, uh, Stuart Day. Uh, and he took out uh, very high-risk loans from a, a, a peer lending website and company that is now under uh, investigation by the U.K. authorities. So these, these highly volatile, uh, high-interest loans were taken out so that he could fund his property development business. He, in turn, put a mortgage on Gig Lane, uh, the stadium, at one point, I think it's 138% interest annually and it just it just uh, snowballed from then on uh there was a scheme to sell uh car uh spaces at a a car uh at a car park for ten thousand pounds each for each uh and nine percent and they were promising nine percent returns of of interest uh and it just snowballed from there and because the former chairman didn't really have a background in football he was offering players you know at lead two uh, wages of you know, five, six, even eight thousand pounds a week, which is just absolutely unheard of uh, for that for that for that level of football. And unfortunately, uh, with 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 debts mounting and with the investigators circling around, he uh, offered the club for a pound to the current chair, uh, chairman, uh, uh, Steve Dale, a man with a history of liquidating companies. I believe he's liquidated forty-five of fifty-one companies in the UK, uh, an asset grabber, an asset stripper, if there ever was one. And uh, here we are, expo- uh, exp- uh, expelled from the Football League. Armando, I wanted to ask you if you think some of the reason why other clubs in the Football League were not willing to step up was because of that spending and that wage bill in League Two, particularly last season when, when the club was promoted, if that was a big part of uh, the Football League's reluctance. Because we're going to talk about Bolton in a few minutes, and I'm going to say there's been a double standard. I think Bolton has gotten so many stays of execution and so many, so much favorable treatment from the Football League over the course of the last uh, five to seven years since they were relegated from the Premier League. Uh, they're still in business, barely, uh, but it doesn't seem like the same uh, the same sort of uh, leverage was given to or the same sort of deference was given to, to Bury. Yeah, you know, I think the Football League is... To give you know the, the the listeners on this side of the Atlantic an idea, the EFL is very similar to the NCAA, an organization grand in posture but very little in teeth. And at the top of the EFL is the championship, and those clubs lose millions of pounds every year, but they are always one year or one season away from the promised land of the Premier League and 150 million pound payoff. That doesn't happen in League One or in League Two, and so. Clubs and chairmen can underwrite and loan money to clubs at zero percent interest, but once those chairmen walk away or they don't have the funds to pay anymore, it's the fans that are left in the lurch, and the fans are kept in the dark. They don't know the financial comings and goings of of their you know beloved clubs. And Burry is gone today, and I, I fear for Gig Lane. You both of you gentlemen had a very uh, 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 very well spoken. Uh, thoughts about Gig Lane and its history. Uh, you know, the rumor is that it's going to be converted into affordable housing or to a supermarket, uh, that the council likes the land and its proximity to Manchester, uh, that that ground can be ra- uh, uh, raised and, and uh, made way for, for something else.
Well, uh, you know, I have to say, I am very, very partial to these old grounds. Um, you know, the ghosts of football past haunt these old grounds. Uh, you, you, we were talking about a, a ground in your neck of the woods. I mean, Lockhart Stadium is one of my yeah. favorite old stadiums in the United States. It's a piece of junk stadium, but it is, you know, and of course it's all overgrown, I guess going to be torn down and rebuilt courtesy of David Beckham. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, but to watch a match there on the old on the old seating with the wood uh, that's holding you up, sort of buckling underneath, and the, the, the atmosphere and the ghosts that haunt it, it's fabulous. Now, I, I know Gig Lane was has been uh, re- redeveloped uh, a couple of times in the 90s, uh, but, I mean, that's quite an asset. It's an 11,000, 12,000-seat stadium since it went all-seater that's just sitting there in the Greater Manchester area, but, but of more value torn down for affordable housing, I guess, right? That, yeah, that, that is correct, and, and really, and, and Gig Lane, you know, the, the gates were, you know, four thousand, maybe six thousand fans at best. One of the three stands would, at, on most match days was closed off because there really was no need for it. There wasn't that much of a demand. But I was, I was there last season at the last match, and there was just an absolutely eerie feeling around the ground that this could be it, that we could be witnessing history. Uh, and sadly, it was, you know. And uh, you know, I brought, I brought my young son over thinking that this would be a great father-son trip, you know, for, for years to come. And, uh, you know, that's, it's been stripped away. It's been taken away from us now. Well, interestingly enough, I mean, if the ground isn't sold and distributed, I mean, the team can still play, obviously. They just can't play in the football league. I mean, it's a bit like it was with Rangers when they were, you know, when they had their problems and were deducted six and a half million points from Scottish football and had to start, uh, you know, in the, with the under-13s at the Clydesdale Academy playing them. Uh, but they they worked their way back up to the uh, Scottish Premier League. Uh, I'm just wondering. I mean, is that is that the plan, or, or or is this or is this truly it? For many, from from my friends uh, over uh, in the area, it, this is it. This is it. They don't want to support a Phoenix club. They don't want to recreate history. Now, again, the emotions are still very raw. You know, tomorrow morning they may you know pick themselves up by the bootstraps and decide. You know, we, we, we can rebuild, we can be better. Uh, but just as Cardick alluded to at the beginning, you know, FC United Manchester, a great idea, but they're about five or six years in, and uh, they're having problems of their own. And, uh, you know, and uh, so it, it's not always the ideals are there, but uh, in practice sometimes uh, they can be lacking. Well, uh, Armando, first of all, I want to thank you for calling in how unusual and rare it is uh, on a show in the United States, albeit a national broadcast, that we would find uh, a Berry FC supporter somewhere in South Florida, no doubt Kartik's neighbor. <laughs> but, uh, but I do thank you for calling in, and we will be following this story. And when we come back after the break, we're actually going to talk a little bit about Bolton Wanderers, another club in dire financial trouble. Uh, and I'm going to ask the question of, uh, of you, Kartik. You know, is in many respects, this is the byproduct of the success of the Premier League. Uh, let's talk about that when we come back. Armando, thank yeah. you so much. Great chatting with you. I hope things work out and, and, and there is hopefully a miracle in the works somewhere for Barry FC. All right, you're listening. Cheers. You're listening to Fifth Street Soccer. Nick Ebron, Kartik Krishna with you here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211. Find us on Twitter at Fifth Street Sports. You can find us on Facebook or at facebook.com forward slash Fifth Street Sports Talk. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether it's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, 
uh, the award-winning SiriusXM app, or the Believe Podcast Network, well, we welcome you to the show. We're going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench for Blue Emu. Hemp oil is everywhere, but not every hemp oil product is made the same. Now introducing Blue Emu Plus Hemp Oil. Why not trust the Blue Emu brand that has been the number one selling emu oil brand for over five years? Blue Emu Plus Hemp Oil has been organically grown. It is pesticide-free, non-GMO, made in the USA, and most importantly, odor-free. Order Blue Emu Plus Hemp Oil today on Amazon or the Blue Emu website. This is an urgent health notice for all residents suffering from back, neck, knee, and wrist pain. You may qualify for a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you, but the deadline is fast approaching. Simply call the Health Alert Hotline now. You heard right. You may qualify for a pain-relieving back, neck, knee, or wrist brace. These items may even be covered by Medicare or your private insurance. The Health Alert Hotline is your brace company. These specialized braces have been tested for pain relief. Call us toll-free right now to determine your eligibility and to learn how to use your private insurance or medicare to minimize your out-of-pocket cost don't wait if the deadline passes you may lose your opportunity to get a pain relieving back neck knee or wrist brace at little or no cost to you 800-430-9571 800-430-9571 that's 800-430-9571 Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Want to stay in touch with your favorite Sports Byline USA network hosts? Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Sports Byline USA. You can also see the latest news in the world of sports, learn about upcoming contests and giveaways, plus catch up on guest info so you never miss a moment with the biggest names in every sport. Football, basketball, baseball, MMA, and more. No matter where you are in the U.S. or around the world, you can stay connected to the host and fans who love what you love. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter at Sports Byline USA. What's Danny drink water? All right, welcome back to Street Soccer. Nick Kartik with you. We are discussing um, the dark side of the beautiful game. Uh, we've been talking about the... Uh, demise of Berry FC from a club that been around uh, the Greater Manchester area for since 1885. Uh, Gig Lane, one of the venerable old stadiums of Europe, uh, has now found the club has now 
found itself expelled from the Football League and likely not going to reemerge from the ashes. There's another venerable old football club, Bolton Wanderers, Kartik, that is facing a similar fate, albeit I think the financial bones in that club are more attractive for a buyer and probably there's less cancer within the finances of that club than there were at Bury. Uh, no, I actually would disagree. Oh, okay. I think they're probably right. the I most cancerous corrected. club out there. Yeah. No, at least in my opinion. I mean, they, they, they were fortunate in that they've had a number of their debts um, written off by their former owner who passed. But uh, this has been going on since about the 2009-2010 season under uh, the Phil Gard side was the uh, president of the club at the time. And they were beginning to accumulate a lot of debt while they were still in the Premier League. And at the time, it felt like, okay, they're accumulating this debt and they're hedging, but as long as they stay in the league, they'll be fine. Uh, then they got relegated, and they got relegated in very controversial fashion. There was a, uh, a goal disallowed against Stoke on the final day of the season in, in 2012. That would have kept them up. Uh, had we had VAR, they probably would have stayed up. But they got relegated, and then they were no longer able to hedge against uh, those those debts. They ran into extreme financial trouble uh, to the point where they were almost wound up in 2015 uh, and now have just passed from owner to owner uh, last year at the end of the season. Not last year, it's this year, but at the end of last season, uh, they had uh, uh, the, the gentleman whose name escapes me, Italian gentleman who had owned Watford and had done such a terrible job. Bassini, I think his name was, before the Pozos took over that club. Uh, the Pozo family have done a remarkable job with that club, as I think we talked about previously when we talked about Watford. Um, uh, it made an offer to buy the club, showed no finance, showed no finances. There were players who hadn't been paid in two months, no real financial details. Players, vendors, staff that hadn't been paid in, in, in months. Uh, the Football League indulged um, uh, this gentleman, Bassini, uh, and ev- eventually uh, the, uh, Ken Anderson, who was the chairman of, of, of Bolton at the time, uh, said, well, there's nothing here. We, we're, we're breaking off negotiations. Bolton was unable to fulfill their final fixture of last season. Um, and so they forfeited that match against Brentford. I think the final score was quarter three nil. It didn't matter. Brentford wasn't going to get promoted. Bolton had already been relegated. Now this season, Bolton has played a couple matches in League One. Bari did not play a match, right? Every match for Bari in League One was postponed. Bolton has fielded an under what is essentially an under eighteen team, uh, and there have been player safety issues because they're fielding a youth team in a fully professional league. They've been beaten, I think, every match, 4-0, 5-0. One of the matches was postponed because then the Football League uh, questioned, you know, the player welfare, uh, uh, the the welfare of the players if you keep trotting out these kids. And they're on the brink now because um, they've had to – they have their training ground that they built in the the late 90s around the same time as um, the Reebok was built, their stadium, which – I think everybody remembers from the Premier League. That training ground has already been sold to Wigan, who, of course, were also a Premier League club that got relegated around the same time as, as Bolton, their neighbor, also in Greater Manchester. Wigan, however, does not have any of these financial problems. They never overspent the way Bolton did when they were in the Prem. Uh, they won an FA Cup, as everyone remembers. Now they're a pretty well-run football league club. And uh, they now own Bolton's training ground. Their rival club owns their training ground. The stadium and the hotel, which were part of the development in the late 90s, Nick, are very lucrative 
Uh, like Gig Lane, like Armando mentioned for Gig Lane, very lucrative for developers, close to Manchester. Um, perhaps they could turn the Reebok into Highbury 2.0, right? Um, so I think that mm-hmm. they're in a really bad place. But as Armando mentioned, because this is a club that spent uh, a lot of time in the Premier League, actually they are the club that has spent the most years in English football without winning a title uh, in the top flight of English football. So they've spent something like 70 years in the top flight, including what, 15 years in the Premier League. And Sam Allardyce had them qualifying for Europe uh, just a decade ago. Uh, there's been more of a will in the Football League to give them – uh, every opportunity, which is what they did with this Bassani situation last year, and allow them many stays of execution because they're just a bigger club than Bari or a better-known club. Well, it certainly had a higher profile. Uh, and, you know, I was mentioning yeah. before the break, uh, as, we were, as we were exiting the last segment, I said, you know, in many respects, the Premier League and the success of the Premier League and of the sort of super leagues in Europe and the and the Champions League is to blame for a lot of this, uh, and by yeah. that I mean a large number of supporters. And, and no disrespect to fans of Bury or Bolton Wanderers or anybody else, they tend to grab it. There are a large number of supporters that will not support their club, a club that they might have you know thirty forty years ago, um, and seen it through. They will go to gravitate towards their local Premier League club. Uh, because of all of the, because of the show, because of the spectacle, we talk about this. I mean, it was what makes the Premier League the most exciting league in the world. But but that has really eaten into the support of a lot of these local clubs. They're left with a core of hardcore supporters, uh, local supporters. But unfortunately, it sucked the economics out of the lower leagues of football. The Premier League yeah, has I mean, sucked last... the economics oh, out of lower league football. And so, unless there's a large and virulent supporters base that is prepared to support their team uh, come hell or high water. And, you know, you talked a little bit about with Barry uh, the situation with FC United and Manchester that came in, that poached, you know, uh, some of their supporters. Uh, we were talking to uh, Armando, who said, you know, they had, four, I guess, four stands at, uh, at gigs like Gig Lane, but only three were ever filled. I mean, in, in the old days, all four of those stands would have been filled, whether they were in the, uh, the, the fourth division of football or in the first division of football. And by the way, Berry FC, my understanding, the only team ever to score 1,000 goals in each tier of professional football in England. Uh, but I think it's the Premier League that has really um, made it so much more difficult for local, locally supported clubs to survive if they are financially mishandled in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, so also this year, we should have mentioned in England, the oldest professional club in the world, in, in, in technically, and the club that had stayed in the professional professional ranks the longest on the planet, fell out of the professional rank, ranks in Notts County, uh, being relegated uh, from League Two at the end of last season in May and falling to the conference for the first time in their history, one of the original football clubs. In fact, Juventus wears the shirts they do, the kits yeah. they do, because they borrowed Knotts County's kits when they started. Uh, although, you know, you could even argue that Bari got promoted from that same division, overpaying players that they couldn't afford. So um, perhaps Knotts County was better to be, you know, it's better to get relegated and, and live within your means in this era. Yeah, this is absolutely true. Nick, what you're saying, it's the success of the Premier League, which has pinched a lot of these uh, smaller clubs, smaller local neighborhood-like clubs, because Bury, 
Bolton, Stockport County, who I mentioned earlier in, in, in the show. Uh, they're all in the vicinity of Manchester. You know, Notts County is in the vicinity of is in Nottingham, right? Not Notts right. Nottingham Forest is a big club in that town. Uh, Port Vale is another one that comes to mind. Stoke has been successful, but at the same time, I have to mention the Premier League era. We have some clubs that have never traditionally been top flight clubs that have had some, you know. Some years of of, 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 of of success in the past, like Watford under Graham Taylor, Crystal Palace in the late 80s, become perennial Premier League clubs because yes. they're in the right geographic location, being in London or near London. Watford and Crystal Palace are the two clubs that come to mind. Those are not traditional top-flight clubs, if you know English football. QPR, you mentioned your sister supports them. They've spent more time in the top flight uh, of English football in the Premier League era than they ever did before because they're a London club. So it, it, right. it, it's actually helping I mean, smaller clubs also. How many Premier League clubs do you think Manchester could, Greater Manchester area could really support? I mean, that's, you know, uh, another part of the equation. Uh, but if I might say, just to sort of digress for a brief moment, um, I will hand this to Queen's Park Rangers and Loftus Road, their ground. Uh, has the narrowest seats I've ever sat in in my life. And, you know, if you look at the capacity of that stadium, I think they've increased the capacity when they when they were in the Premier League to meet the Premier League requirements by shaving about yeah. six, in- six inches off the width of each seat. I mean, I don't have a particularly small bottom, but I don't have an enormously massive one either, although I'm, I'm not a small man. Uh, but I will tell you, I, I could barely stick my ass on those seats uh, and I was afraid to get up to get a beer, uh, you know, at the half because uh, I was worried I'd take the seat with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but to the point about QPR, QPR, Palace, Watford, uh, we even saw you know, Charlton now has had some financial problems. Lee Boyer's done a wonderful right. job with that team the last two seasons, but they've had financial problems. Um, but a lot of smaller London area clubs have been able to take advantage of the interest, global interest in the Premier League. Watford now sells itself as a London club. You and I both know that's not London. They're, correct. they're within the orbital, right? They're in, within yeah. the M25, but they're not London. But they've been able to take advantage of it. So it hasn't been – the Premier League hasn't been bad for all small clubs. I just think there's been a focus toward London uh, because, you know, let's face it, people from around the world want to live in London. So it's easy to sell clubs – in London, yeah. it's easy to get uh, investors. It's easier to, to bring foreign, easier to bring foreign players to live in London. West Ham also. I think West Ham now hey, is having a, a good run of success recently. We just got a few minutes left. You know, I want to actually take this discussion and just move it across the Atlantic for a minute. You know, I think that's one of the things that I see. You know, with Major League Soccer, that both on the one hand bothers me a lot, and on the other hand. It's the one benefit, I think, of a single-entity system. You know, it's unlikely we're going to see clubs uh, imploding, although we have seen three implode, Chivas USA and your two Florida clubs, earlier on in its its lifespan. But, you you know, the interesting thing is, I, I think that MLS and the amount of money that they're putting into it is going to essentially suck the life out of any other clubs. You know, it's now an anomaly that you see a USL club that's putting in twenty thousand. You know, because uh, certainly beyond their own their own their own lo- locale, because MLS just you know doesn't give them any financial viability. Nick, uh, the fail rate for lower division clubs is much higher in the United States than any other place in the world because of the closed league system and because MLS sucks all the financial Correct, yeah. incentive out of it. And some controls all the contracts for media. So where there is money coming down 
the pyramid in Germany split equitably, equitably between all the professional clubs for uh, revenues generated by the DFL and the DFB. In the U.S., it stays in this Soccer United marketing uh, lockbox for private use by the MLS owners. So uh, while Bari and Bolton are tragic stories and we wish we didn't see any of these sorts of collapses or Parma like we saw in Italy a few years ago and they've, they've now come back uh, and they're back in Serie A. But, you know, these sorts of collapses, yeah, the Rochester far Rhinos more aren't too far. than anywhere else. No, yeah, the Rochester Rhinos aren't too far behind, right? Yeah. Former USL yeah. champions. These things yeah. happen constantly. Rochester Rhinos are one of the most historic clubs in this country, and um, they have now not played for two seasons, and they're not going to play again in life. You think they're done for good, huh? I think they're done for good. All right. Well, it's been a sad discussion today, but, you know, one I think you have to have, and, uh, you know, all I can say is this. If you support your local football club, uh, yeah, you can support uh, a Premier League team for sure, but don't let that stop you getting out to support your club, which is... What I want to say to supporters of Major League Soccer or USL or any of the other leagues here, you know what, don't worry about what we say. If you support your club, go out and support them. Buy the kit, buy the tickets, get some concessions. Uh, you know, it's going to do nothing but help them stay around. And whether or not you feel that support is reciprocal or not, well, that's a different matter. All right, History Soccer, we're going to take a break and be right back. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800 485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words 
buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. That's 800-584-2519. All right, well, we're going to come back with Kartik's theme song. Uh, welcome back to the show, Nick and Kartik with you. Um, wow, kind of a sad show, Kartik, but, you know, it, it is a cautionary tale. And, you know, I, 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 because we, we talk a lot about football in, in England uh, and, and in Europe, and, of course, we're here in the United States. Thank you for yawning. I'm glad I entertain you that much, Kartik. Um, LAUGHTER you know, I think it's important to, to try to relate the lessons and, and, and the discussions, uh, whether it's the good stuff of football or the bad stuff here in the United States. And and we are seeing this sort of um, mass extinction of lower level clubs here in the United States. And that's helped along uh, very gleefully, I might add, by uh, Major League Soccer. Kartik, final thought. Yeah, Major League Soccer has contributed to the massive fail rate of, of lower division clubs in the U.S. So while we lament the loss of Bari, a historic club, uh, and Gig Lane as a football league ground, the one of the oldest soccer-specific stadiums, if you want to call it that, football-specific stadiums on the planet, uh, we realize that these are more outliers in Europe, whereas it's a norm in the United States. Uh, it is. And uh, as, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, if you support an MLS team, go out and support them. I mean, don't, don't let Kartik or myself or, or my, you know, jaded opinion of Major League Soccer in any way stop you from loving your club and supporting it. Uh, just the same if you like a, a USL team or a, a, a NISA team or, or any other sort of lower level club here. They are your club. You support them. You give them your time, your money, your energy, your passion, because at the end of the day, sport is all about passion. Well, look, we certainly hope you enjoy this show as much as well and want to send us as much of your money, I'm um, sorry, uh, support as possible. Uh, money wouldn't be bad either. Just kidding. But look, uh, join us Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. We talk about the hard topics in the beautiful game right here on the show. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, to talk more about, you know, the global game and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Until then, from my, for my co-host, Kartik, and myself, have a great night. Hi, this is Ron Barr. If you like insightful, interesting sports talk and interviews with the biggest names in sports, then join us for Sports Byline USA, coming up next on the Worldwide Sports Byline USA Network. Me and my radio friends.